Hello, I'm Alec, and this is Scandal 101. Last week, I tried butternut squash macaroni and cheese from Trader Joe's. Not an ad, by the way, but it is really, really good. So if you are someone who likes yummy food, <laughs> try their butternut butter butternut squash macaroni and cheese from Trader Joe's. Again, not an ad. It's so good, though. Highly recommend. Thank you for tuning in. As you probably could tell from the title of this episode, This is probably going to be one that is a little hard to talk about, but it is definitely important, and I didn't really know a lot about it before doing research, and now I am disgusted with many states in the United States. This is... oh, scandal update. A lot is going on with Facebook, as per usual. You've probably seen it in the news, just lots of horrible stuff going on with Facebook, and... I don't so much with social media. I think there was like a Senate hearing for TikTok and Instagram or Snapchat or something like that. I don't know. Lots going on with that. As you probably saw from the title, this is Child Brides in the United States, and there are topics of sexual assault, rape, abuse of a minor. So just know that going in that there are those rough topics discussed throughout, but this is definitely something that I wish I would have known about before because I didn't realize how big of a problem it was in the United States. So let's talk about it. My information for the first part of this episode comes from Dartonoro Clark's article for NBC News. Let's just put ourselves in a mental headspace. Who remembers when you were 15? I remember when I was 15, I it was either 9th or 10th grade. You were probably also in 9th or 10th grade. You maybe were having your first relationship or you were about to start your first relationship. You were just starting high school. It's all exciting. There's homecoming. There's prom. There's all these cool things that are going to happen when you're in high school. And like everyone, everyone is 15 at some point in their lives. And Genevieve Meyer was also one of those 15-year-olds who was looking forward to all of those exciting things we just talked about. From a picture of her at age 13, she had long, dark brown hair, a bright smile. Unfortunately, not was all as it seemed to be from that bright, cheery smile. Genevieve grew up in a horrible, horrible environment. Genevieve says that when she was little, her stepfather would sometimes verbally and physically abuse her. Her family was renting a house from a man, and he molested Genevieve. Her mother, Genevieve's mother, didn't believe her. Later, records confirmed that Genevieve was the victim of molestation in 1991 when she was only 11 years old. The man that they were renting the house from, so the landlord, he was arrested and he was charged with, quote, gross sexual imposition, which was a felony in Ohio, but it was reduced to importuning, which is a misdemeanor, end quote. I had to look up what importuning means because (laughs) I had no idea what it was, but the definition is persistent harassment of someone for or to do something. And because of this reduction from a felony to a misdemeanor, he received only 180 days in county jail and two years of probation for molesting an 11-year-old. Don't worry, folks. It only gets worse from here. (laughs) This is, yeah, okay. So Genevieve did what most people would think would be the next step. 
try to run away. She did end up going to a friend's house and lived with her friend and her friend's grandmother for a bit, but it was only temporary, and later on, I couldn't really find exactly why, but she did return home. Later on, her family, and when all this was taking place, her family lived in Ohio. So later on, her family moved from Ohio to California. There, after her family had moved to California, she met John Malloy, quote, a twice-divorced father of two in his 40s, the man she would be forced to marry, end quote. A little bit about John, he was a landscaper, he was six foot three, he was thin, and he had bleached blonde hair. He invited her inside after a bit of making small talk, and they eventually started to become friends. Why a 40-something-year-old is becoming friends with a teenager, beyond me, but that's what was happening. One day, Genevieve was inside when he tried to kiss her. She wasn't for it. She's a teenager, and he's a 40-something-year-old man, so she was absolutely not for it. She did not accept the advance, didn't accept the kiss, and she stopped going over. Unfortunately, as was established earlier, she didn't really have a great home life. And then on one day, when Genevieve was 14, she was feeling lonely and decided to call John. And I'm assuming that's because, you know, her home life wasn't great and John was a friend. And so she kind of was just like, well, I can talk to John and he can make me a little less lonely. Genevieve's mother overheard the conversation and called the police, which I'm like, heck yeah, mom. Thank you for calling the police. Your 14-year-old daughter is talking to a 40-something-year-old man. And that's not to say that Genevieve is necessarily doing something wrong. That's saying that maybe this 40-year-old man shouldn't be talking to my daughter on the phone. So, of course, Genevieve's mother was freaking out. You know, why is this 40-year-old man talking to my 14-year-old daughter? And Genevieve felt the need to justify that she was not being sexually active and that nothing had happened with John. Her mother had an interesting idea of how to handle the situation. Instead of believing her daughter and, you know, believing her daughter that nothing was going on and there was no sexual activity, her mother felt that Genevieve was going to likely become pregnant and there was only one good solution to this problem, marriage. John said that he agreed to marry Genevieve, quote, out of fear that he could lose custody of his two children from a previous relationship, end quote. And Genevieve said that, quote, Malloy always told her he was saving her, end quote. Let's just talk about this for a second. Genevieve's mother doesn't want to believe her daughter saying that nothing is going on and thinks that the correct way to handle the situation is marrying off her 14-year-old daughter to a 43, or I think 43-year-old man. He's in his 40s. John Malloy is apparently only doing this because he's fearful that he could lose custody of his two children from a previous relationship, which, in my mind, goes to show if you're old enough to have children, why are you marrying a child? <laughs> and especially the fact that Genevieve said Malloy always told her he was saving, saving himself for her or he was saving her like he was saving Genevieve makes me think that John was a little more excited to get this marriage rolling. About this whole situation, Genevieve said, quote, It was like, which really shitty door do I want to walk through? Do I stay here with my mom and her antics and who knows what the hell is next? Or do I marry this guy and at least he didn't beat me? I didn't understand my value, end quote. 
the adults, they tried to get this marriage going. They tried to get the ball rolling on this marriage. They tried in California, Nevada, and Utah, but they were turned away. Then, Genevieve's mother, along with John, looked to Mississippi. The law at the time, which is still currently the law, allows girls as young as 15 to get a marriage license with parental consent. And you may be asking yourself, okay, well, if you need parental consent to get married, what about divorce? Well, the child has to wait until they are 18 to get a divorce. So your parents can give consent for you to get married, but then the child themselves cannot file for divorce until they are 18. Do you see, do you see the problem here? You, as a child, you are allowed to enter into a marriage with consent of your parents, but then you can't file for divorce until you're 18. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Okay, so John, quote, bought gold rings from Walmart and borrowed his mother's recreational vehicle to make the trip. Genevieve remembers crying during most of the way, end quote. Before they had made it to Mississippi, Genevieve says that she remembers John pressuring her to have sex. Disgusting. Why? Why? With most marriages, or I think most marriages, a judge had to perform the ceremony, or at least for this instance, the judge had to perform a ceremony. The judge who performed the ceremony did confirm in this article that he did so. And the judge's name, William Barnett, said that he did call Genevieve's mom to ensure that the marriage was in Genevieve's best interest. And I, here's my thing. Why are we not, I, I understand asking the parents, but if the parents don't like, don't seem to care about their child, how can you take the parent's word on behalf of the child? You're going to say, well, we have the parental consent and the parent says it's in the best interest of the child. So I guess we should just take their word for it. Like (laughs) what? Why? How is that okay? Why are we assuming that parents are always going to have the best interests of their child in mind. And how, why is it okay for us to allow a child to marry someone, marry someone, like husband and wife, someone at 15? And as you probably guessed, the result of the judge calling Genevieve's mom was that the two people, Genevieve and John, left Mississippi as husband and wife a 15-year-old wife, and a 43-year-old husband. Genevieve's years of marriage to John were not great. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. She didn't get to experience anything like we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. She didn't get to go to prom. She didn't get to plan for college. She didn't even get to date and have those breakups that define our high school experience. She tried, but unfortunately she failed to get her GED, and she had trouble getting a job, but she did eventually find that she was good at accounting and office work at H&R Block. Unfortunately, though, that work was seasonal with tax season, so she struggled to maintain a stable income. By 1999, Genevieve was 19, and her and John were estranged. She then moved back to Virginia, where she lived with her mother, so I guess at some point her mother had moved from California to Virginia, and then Genevieve later lived with a boyfriend. She was still married to John, but things were finally looking up for Genevieve. She was able to find more accounting work, and she was thinking about getting a divorce from John. The only thing that she had to do to establish, like the only thing she had to do to be able to file for divorce was to establish residency in Virginia for a total of six months. 
you know, six months, you got this Genevieve, like, yes, come on, you got it. And it was just going to be a little bit longer until she was free from him. And then one night, quote, she was pulled behind a dumpster and raped, end quote. I can't even imagine, like, Genevieve's experience just breaks my heart. Like, all of this stuff she's had to deal with, and she's only 19 years old. Don't forget that. This marriage started when she was 15, and she is 19 years old. She was supposed to start a job, but she couldn't after dealing with the trauma of being raped. And, I mean, I can't even imagine what that must be like to deal with that trauma. So it's very understandable why she wouldn't be able to tell anyone because she's estranged from her husband. She's living with her boyfriend. She doesn't have seemingly a good relationship with her mother. So who is she supposed to confide in? She did eventually become homeless after fighting with her boyfriend. So just another thing that is like a card stacked against Genevieve. She sold her car for a bus ticket back to California. Then she found out she was pregnant. And because of this, un- like, because of the rape that she had to go through the- that traumatic experience, she didn't know who the biological father was. If Was it her ex-boyfriend or was it her rapists? She did eventually decide to have the child and keep the child who she would name Ashley, which, love that name. She and Ashley in California were struggling to get help and, quote, she was forced to move back in with John because she had no other option, end quote. So there she goes, and I'm not, this is not blaming Genevieve by any means, but she's still kind of tied to this person, and I'm sure at that point in her life, John was the best option, but if you're at a point of where you're choosing a horrible option as your best option, it... (laughs) It just makes me wonder if Genevieve haven't, hadn't been married off to John, what her life would have been like. So in 2002, this may surprise you, it was John who filed for divorce, not Genevieve. John painted Genevieve as unstable and, to top it off, John fought for custody of Ashley. And I am no way saying that an adoptive father cannot be a good father. There are so many examples of people who adopt little children or just children in general, and they're awesome. But do we really want John, who voluntarily married a 15-year-old person, to be the father of this child? I would think not. John said in court documents about Genevieve, quote, Genevieve was a runaway and wound up at my home, which neighbored her parents' home in the same mobile park. At their insistence and pressure, we married in the state of Mississippi where her age for marriage was legal, end quote. He also said, quote, I stayed with her and accepted her infidelity since I could look at my then wife as both my spouse and my daughter because we are 28 years apart in age, end quote. Let's talk about that last quote. He was able to look at his wife as both his spouse and his daughter, Let me stress that again. He looked at Genevieve as his daughter, who was also his spouse. And that is legal under child bride laws in America. A 43-year-old man and 15-year-old girl at the time of the marriage. So later on, the divorce was granted and John was granted visitation rights to Ashley, the little girl. John admitted that he was not the natural father, quote, but the court granted custody because under state law, she was a child of the marriage and he was the presumed father, end quote. And I get, like, again, it, you don't have to be the biological father to be a father, but what is his interest in this child's life? You know, like, what, 
I, I just don't understand. Okay, so my next source of information comes from Nicole Brown Chow's reporting for CBS News. In the United States, between the year 2000 and 2015, more than 200,000 minors were married and more than 80% of them were married to an adult. And most of these minors were girls. Just let me repeat that. Over 200,000 underage kids, yeah, so 200,000 kids were married between 2000 and 2015 and more than 80% of them were married to adults. Another story quick that ties in with this article from CBS News. Donna Pollard founded Survivor's Corner, which, quote, advocates for survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, abuse, and exploitation, end quote. She was married to a man nearly twice her age when she was 16 years old. She grew up in an abusive household, and her father unfortunately passed when she was 14. Because of this, she did go to a mental health facility. Donna said, quote, unfortunately... Instead of receiving the help that I should have received at that facility, I was preyed upon by a mental health technician that worked there, end quote. After being released from the mental health facility, she was released back to her mother, who had also been a child bride in her life. Her mother eventually consented to the marriage to the mental health technician. So the mental health technician who had preyed upon Donna while she was in the mental health facility was now married to Donna with the consent of Donna's parent. Since Donna wasn't an adult, she could not seek help at a domestic violence shelter or consent to her own medical treatment. She was being abused so badly that neighbors called the police, but, quote, when the police showed up and Child Protective Services showed up, there was nothing that they could do because I was married to him, end quote. Again, just another horrible thing. Child Protective Services showed up with the police. Think about that. To a marriage. Child protective, Child protective Services showed up to this marriage and police, but there wasn't really anything they could do because they were married to each other. How ridiculous is that? From Kaya Hubbard's article for U.S. News, there are only six states that do not allow child marriage under any circumstances. Those states are Delaware, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania. There is no federal law banning child marriage. In September of this year, so just about a month or two ago, North Carolina finally raised their minimum marriage age from 14 to 16. The bill also bans 16 and 17-year-olds from marrying someone four years older than, than them. So if you're 16, you can't get married to someone who's older than 20. And then if you're 17, you can't get married to someone who's over 21, which I guess is good because it closes that age gap. But why can't we just raise the minimum age of marriage to 18? With North Carolina's change in law, that leaves one state, Alaska, where marriage is still legal for someone who is 14. And you may be thinking, okay, most, at least most other states are above 14. Nope, <laughs> you're wrong. In nine states, one of which is California, the most populated state in the United States, there is no minimum age if certain conditions are met. Let's think about this. Almost 20% of the states in the United States do not have a minimum age requirement for child marriage. From Claudia Boyd-Barrett's reporting for the California Health Report, the conditions, at least in California, the, like the requirements, are the following. You need the consent of at least one parent, the consent of a judge, following a review of the case that includes interviews with all of the parties involved. 
which it may at first sound like, you know, you're going to interview all the parties. That's great. But I have a question for you. When you go into a job interview or an interview of any kind, how many of you put on your quote unquote best face for an interview or a specific situation? Do those interviews truly represent who you are as a person, how you react in situations, how you handle stress in certain situations? Or are you trying to represent your best self or your ideal self for the situation so you can get what you want? I would argue that most people put on their best face to get what they want, and it's not truly representative of who they are, so how is an interview with these parties really the best requirement? I <laughs> I just, I cannot wrap my mind around this. It doesn't make sense to me. From that same article, between the years 2000 and 2018, there were around 23,600 child marriages that took place in California. And then from that same article, looking at the United States rather than just California, they found that most of the underage marriages were young girls to older men. Most of the marriages that did take place were 16 or 17 year olds, which again, I, I just don't understand why it's not raised to 18. But they did report for the entire United States that more than 9,000 marriages were younger than 16. 1,233 of them were 14, 78 were 13-year-olds, and 5 of them were 10-year-olds. Our country is allowing 10-year-olds to go get married. Do you really think that's okay? <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around it. Here are the minimum age requirements by state, like by age. So you can listen for your state and see where your state falls. For no minimum age requirement, California, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Washington, West Virginia, and Wyoming. And at the beginning, I talked about how the Mississippi law allows for children who are 15 to get married. That's true, but there is no statutory minimum requirement age. For a minimum age of 14, Alaska. Minimum age of 15, Kansas and Maryland. Minimum age of 16, Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maine, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, North Carolina, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Wisconsin. Minimum age of 17. Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Nevada, Ohio, Oregon, Tennessee. And again, the states that have child marriage outlawed. Delaware, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania. The last thing I want to do with this scandal is I want to talk about resources that are available that you can reach out to if you or someone you know is in need of help to leave or if they are trying to resist an arranged or forced marriage. There's an organization called Unchained at Last, which is a really good organization. They Their website is unchainedatlast.org. They have lots of information. They also have on their website a form that you can submit to them with information about your situation or a situation of someone you know. They also have a phone number, which is 908-481-4673. And then Genevieve 
from the story earlier, she started an organization called the Resiliency Foundation, and that organization, quote, fights to end child marriage and exploitation through research, education, and advocacy, end quote. And they are a nonprofit organization. I'm pretty sure Unchained at Last is also a nonprofit organization, so if you want to donate to those, you can. Um, For the Resiliency Foundation, Their website is resiliencyfoundation.com. Their email is info at resiliencyfoundation.com. And then their phone number is 260-300-0772. Okay, and that concludes my telling of child brides in the United States. There is a lot more information you can find out there. There are a lot of stories like Genevieve's and like Donna's that I read. Their stories are not anomalies. Their stories are just ones that I found and wanted to share because I thought they were important to give you a sense of what child marriage can look like in the United States. And I know child marriage is a problem everywhere in the world, but I wanted to focus on it specifically in in the United States because I didn't really know it was an issue here. Alrighty, and now I'm going to read a personal scandal. This one is a workplace scandal, which I found it's kind of, it's a little lighthearted compared to this whole episode. So the workplace scandal is, we found a condom in the bin this morning, and like, probably trash bin. For context, the two staff that were on last night were both married men. Not shaming, but we came out with the most absurd theories more like wrong answer only type of theories. One theory was that one of them was saving his semen for a super classified research study but forgot to bring it home with him. (laughs) And another theory was, oh, it's for the semen fairy, hoping he'd get a dollar. (laughs) Oh boy, yes, a little lighthearted workplace scandal to leave off this episode. Um, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I don't know if enjoyed is the right word, but I hope you learned something and I hope you feel more informed about the reality of child brides in America. This episode was mainly about child brides. Um, Most of the child marriages in the United States are younger girls to older guys, older men, but there are lots of instances as well where there are younger boys married off as well, but the most common is younger girls to older men, so that is why I focused on child brides specifically, but uh, underage boys being married off to older people does happen in the United States as well. So again, I just want to thank you for listening. If you want to stay up with the latest, stay in touch on social media, on Instagram at Scandal101Podcast, on Twitter at Scandal101Pod, on Facebook you can search Scandal101Podcast, our website is Scandal101Podcast.Podbean.com, and that is where you will find the show notes to this episode. And then if you have your own Scandal you want read on the podcast, please send it to Scandal101Podcast at gmail.com. Other than that, this is the end. (laughs) Oh boy, this is the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. This has been episode 24 of Scandal 101.